this is just right uh, when uh, the the kingdom was going to be divided into two. If we go back. Uh, uh, a few chapters to uh, chapter 12 of 1 Kings. Um, Rehoboam uh, was the son of Solomon, and, and just the, Solomon had died, and Rehoboam became king. It says in, uh, in verse 1, And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. He was set to be uh, the next king, king over all Israel. Well, uh, Rehoboam, probably like, like many of us, uh, he got power and he didn't want uh, to lose it. And so um, if we read a little bit further down, he comes in and his brother uh, Jeroboam comes who was in Egypt because of Solomon. He comes back to Israel and they're trying to figure out what to do. And uh, Rehoboam says, hey, listen, let me go. Let me talk to the older folks figure out what we're going to do. Uh, let me listen to what they have to say. And they say in verse um, uh, verse 7, it says, And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people this day, and wilt serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. forever. In verse 8, he says, But he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, uh, and which stood before him. Uh, I, I strive to tell the teenagers often that, listen, I, if I want good advice, I go find my friends. But if I want the best advice, I, I, go, to some, I go to somebody that doesn't have uh, any arm or leg in the situation. And here... Uh, Rehoboam says, hey, listen, I know your men, you know, pretty much you're older, and I don't want to hear what you got to say. Let me go to, go to my friends, because they're going to tell me what I want to hear. And, and they say, hey, listen, uh, be just as mean as your father. Be just as mean as Solomon was. And uh, to speed up the, the story, he was just as mean, and the other tribes uh, departed, and Jeroboam became their king. And we're here in 1 Kings chapter 14, and verse 21 through 31 tells us the life of, of Rehoboam. Now, sometimes what's difficult about the kings is that, you know, you read about it in, in Kings, but then you go to Chronicles, and you read about the same passage of Scripture, um, and so sometimes it's difficult, and I was flipping back and forth, you know, on what actually happened and when did it happen, uh, but we'll look at uh, what it says in Chronicles. But I want you to notice a few things about the life of, of, of Rehoboam. I want you to notice, number one, his background. Verse 21 tells us, and Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, reigned in Judah. I want you to notice, listen, Rehoboam was born in the king's palace. I mean, what a great place to be born in. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm thankful for where I was, and I know Sunday I mentioned about being a child, uh, a first child living in the White House, but, but you, could, you didn't have it any better than being born in the king's palace, and here Rehoboam was. We know his father was, was King Solomon, the wisest, the richest man in the world. No doubt he saw the blessing of the Lord upon his father's, uh, upon his father's life. I would, I would assume that Solomon, uh, as Rehoboam, or as his children, many children got older, hey, Dad, how did, you, how did you end up with all this stuff? 
And there's no doubt in my mind, Rehoboam, or Solomon told Rehoboam, well, you know, the Lord blessed me with all of this. Um, he lived in the king's palace, and he saw the, the blessing of the Lord uh, upon his father's life. But he also saw the result of sin upon his father's life and upon the nation of Israel. Uh, listen, Solomon was, uh, man, he had all, everything, and he had too many wives, which was a problem and is a problem. But that means uh, Rehoboam saw a lot and could have made every opportunity to succeed and to make a difference in his life and in the nation. Uh, we live in a society that, that if our parents do it, then we, we use that as a crutch. Well, you know what, my parents did it, and so you know it's in, inevitable for me to do it. No, it doesn't have to be that way. And Solomon and Rehoboam did not have to live like his father did. Uh, he didn't have to. He had it all. He had an opportunity to live a different life, to choose a different avenue. But we'll see he didn't. It says that he was 41 years old when he became king. Which is, which is odd, not odd, but it's, man, 41 years old. Do you think this man had his life together? Uh, he's had his ducks in a row. He, knows, he would know exactly what to do, what not to do. I, I, I'm 32 years old. And I know I don't know at all, but I feel like I've got my head on my shoulder. I know something. And you think a 41-year-old man would have his, his life in order? King Josiah was eight when he reigned. Eight-year-old, I don't know what kind of help he had or if he did all the decision-making himself, uh, but King Josiah, he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. And he a 41-year-old man. Now listen, every age, there's always that one knucklehead. So typically we say, oh man, all teenagers are knucklehead. Um, but even as an adult, you know, there's always that one 32-year-old that's a knucklehead. That, that the nuts aren't all screwed on right. Um, and so, but here, 41-year-olds, he's got, he knows, he's been around the kingdom his whole life. He's been in it. He's seen uh, what it was like to, to lead a nation. Maybe he thought to himself, this, you know what, I'm not going to do what my dad did. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do things differently. But a 40-year-old, he had insight of what it was like to be, be king, to be king. He was trained. He had seen the heavy weight of, of what it was like to be king. And so, because of his insight, the excuse for failure would not be valid. Listen, come on, Rehoboam. How, how could you... Uh, Look at the end of his life, but how could you make such foolish decisions? You had it all. Didn't you see your father's mistakes? He was, he was 41 years old, but we see his background. We see that he reigned for 17 years, which is plenty enough time to put policies in, in place to, make, uh, to benefit and help the nation of Israel. 17 years. Man, I, I know it's a lot. But it can also go by like that. 17 years. Come on, Rehoboam. Why, why, why aren't you using your time wisely? And we notice uh, the Bible says that he reigned in Jerusalem. He reigned in Jerusalem. Listen, this wasn't any place. 
Uh, but this was a place that was chosen by the Lord. Hey, you're going to reign in Jerusalem. And why was he going to reign in Jerusalem? Our, our Bible says uh, that the city which the Lord, had, Lord did choose out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. And God says, hey, listen, uh, this is where you're going to reign. Any place where God tells you to go is the best place. Listen, I don't know what Jerusalem looked like then, or, or, you know, but God said, hey, this is where you're going to reign. And it was going to be uh, the best place. Why? Because God said it. So we see his background. But I want you to see his evil next. Verses uh, 22 through 24. And Judah uh, did evil in the sight of the Lord. Notice it says Judah, talking about the, that whole kingdom. Uh, but it wasn't, it was because they had, because Rehoboam the king. He did evil, which, in, which allowed the people to do evil. Oh, oh well, well, the king can do this, so why can't I? He did evil. Uh, they did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Bible says that, that they provoked him, the Lord, to jealousy with their sins which they had committed. Listen, God deserves, God wants, God gets jealous when we, as his people, don't give him back what he deserves. Exodus 34, 14 says, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. He's jealous. He was jealous of the, uh, of the uh, children of Israel, the, the kingdom of Judah, for using, for placing uh, their worship to all the other gods. But not to the Lord Jesus Christ. It said it provoked him. And they did above all that their fathers had done. That means everything they did was a whole lot worse than what the generation did beforehand. And I was just talking to a couple of the bus kids that were coming in on the van today. That, you know, we, we look at things as bad. You know, but some of you will say, that's nothing compared to... Or that's, it's a whole lot worse now than it was when I was a kid. And listen, and they did, they did that which nobody else had seen before. Verse 23 tells us a little bit of what they did. For they also built them high places and images and groves on every high hill under every green tree. Uh, this was wickedness throughout the land everywhere. Just everywhere. You couldn't turn, you couldn't look anywhere without seeing wickedness displayed upon the land. Rehoboam led them to a different type of worship that was found only in the surrounding nations. Uh, when we become a child of God, we have the right to worship or to follow other gods. Their evil caused the Lord to be jealous. Uh, they did more evil than what their fathers had done. And I want you to see number three, uh, his defeat, his defeat. In verse 25 through 28, it says, And it came to pass in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem. And he took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He even took away all, and he took away all the shields of gold which Solomon had made. And King Rehoboam made in their stead brazen shields and committed themselves unto the hand of the chief 
of the guard which kept the door of the king's house, and it was so when the king went back to the house of the Lord that the guard bare them, and he brought them back into the king into the guard chamber. Hey, flip with me over to Chronicles. Hold your place there in First uh, Kings. We'll be back there. But in Second uh, Chronicles, chapter twelve. Second Chronicles, chapter twelve. This is uh, the same story in the Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 12. Verse 1, and it came to pass when Rehoboam had established the kingdom and had strengthened himself, he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. And it came to pass that in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem. Why? Why? Because they had transgressed against the Lord. You know why they're in battle? Yes, God, uh, God allows things to happen, but here he tells us specifically why he allowed Shishak to come up against Israel. Because they had transgressed against the Lord. They had transgressed against the Lord. They were, we, we read about it, their evil was so bad that the generations before didn't know what it was. They had never seen it. And God allowed uh, Shishak to come and to battle them because they had turned their backs against the Lord. They had transgressed against the Lord. But we, we, we see that. But we see they, they lost some things. They lost some treasures uh, from the house of the Lord. They lost some, uh, uh, Rehoboam lost some items uh, from the palace. Their shields of gold got replaced. That's why Shishak came. And listen, it always, it, it always happens. When we get away from the Lord, God always allows things to get us to come back to him. Sometimes, sometimes, guess what? We heed the advice and we get back to where we're supposed to be. And sometimes we don't. We don't. We, we're knuckleheads. And we say, well, you know what? Uh, that, I don't care. And I'm, I'm still going to do what I want to do. They had transgressed against the Lord. And God allowed these things to happen. But if we read a little further, and I don't have this marked, we see uh, the repentance that came. Uh, listen, the repentance came from, uh, it was the word of God brought by the man of God. To the people of God. Uh, verse, let's see, verse, look at verse 6. Whereupon the princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is righteous. And when the Lord saw that they had humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shehemiah, saying, they have humbled themselves, therefore I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance, and my wrath shall not be poured out upon Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. It was a, uh, God was upset with them, uh, sent punishment their way. Hey, here's an opportunity for you to get back. Okay, yeah, let's get back. Things are too hard. Things are difficult when we're, when we're away from God. And yet the, the man of God... The prophet, uh, God sometimes uses the preacher to tell the people of God uh, what they're doing is wrong. And that's what he does here. 
uh, the prophet Shehemiah comes to the people and says, listen, during your battle on Shishak because you transgressed against the Lord. Okay, okay, we, we want to come back. We want to come back. We, we do, we do. How do we want to come back? And he, and he tells them, and, and they do. And then guess what? Shishak leaves. You see his defeat. But lastly, I want you to see his legacy. Go back to First Kings. First Kings chapter 14. Verse 29 through 31, Now the rest of the acts of Rehoboam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? And there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all their days, and Rehoboam slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And his mother's name was Namah, and Ammonitus and Abijam, his son, reigned in his stead. In Second Chronicles chapter twelve, it says, uh, "It says this, uh, verse thirteen. So King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned. For Rehoboam was one of forty, was one and forty, forty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem, the city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. And his mother's name was Naamah and Ammonitus. And he did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. Now the acts of Rehoboam first and last are they not written in the book of Shehemiah the prophet and of Ido the seer concerning genealogies. And there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam continually. And Rehoboam slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, and Abijah, his son, reigned in his stead. Uh, what was his legacy? His, his achievements were very little, if that. Very little. We, we don't know all that he did. Uh, we do know that he got uh, him and the people uh, uh, um, turned their uh, backs uh, to God, or turn to God uh, when war came, but very little achievement is mentioned by Rehoboam. The Bible says that he was in constant battle with Jeroboam, just constantly fighting. Uh, probably no major battles, but skirmishes here and there. says that his focus was not on the Lord. Yes, he repented, but sometimes just like you and I, we repent. Man, Lord, Lord, I'm ready. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Okay, now I'm not. It, it wasn't consistent. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes it's, it's like, you know, my kids. I won't do that again. I won't do it again. And then, you know, they do it again almost immediately. Well, I thought you said you were sorry. Or I thought you said you weren't going to do it again. Hey, that's us too. Um, and so his focus was not on the Lord. He repented, but he didn't live a consistent life. It says he died and was buried in the city of David. And then I want you to notice, we, we read it three times. I don't know if you caught it. You probably did. We noticed, uh, we saw three times his mother. His mother was Nama and Ammonitis. But I want you to notice, I don't know why it was mentioned. It was probably mentioned because of her influence. Her influence in his life. Now, now listen, that, that's great uh, if, you, if your parents influence you in a great way, uh, but his mom wasn't that nice of a person. She wasn't what God had originally planned. You know, the people of Amnon, do we remember where they came from? We go back 
take a trip back to Genesis. Go to Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. Verse 37 and 38. In the lot, they flee Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah is destroyed. And then Lot uh, and his daughters commit sin. And look at verse 37 of Genesis chapter 19. The Bible says, And the firstborn of Lot's daughter um, bare a son and called his name Moab. The same as the father of the Moabites unto this day. In verse 38, and the younger, she also bare a son and called his name ben -Ami. The same is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. Okay, now turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 11. 1 Kings chapter 11. First Kings chapter 11. Hey, those weren't the... the the people of Ammon weren't God's chosen people. They were to stay away from them. Look at verse 4 of, of 1 Kings chapter 11. The Bible says, For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away, uh, turned away his heart from other gods. Actually, look at verse 1, sorry. But King, but King Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughters of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, uh, Zidonians, and the Hittites. It was Solomon said, oh man, this will be okay. So be okay if I just marry a, a woman from the, uh, uh, the, the people of Ammon. But she had great influence in his life. You know what the people of Ammon did? Remember who they worshipped or who they didn't worship? They worshipped false gods. They didn't worship the one true God. And so her influence was great in his life. And therefore, uh, that's why there was evil. That's why they worshiped the false gods. Because his mother, his wicked mother, had great influence. But that's all because of Solomon. And we can go back a little further because of Lot. A few, a few things to, in closing. Listen, uh, if we commit apostasy, if we turn away from the Lord, listen, uh, God's judgment is upon us. And listen, we know when it's there. We know when it's there. And sometimes, uh, it, it, even in my own life, I, I know when it's there and I'm like, oh man, wh why? Why did I do that? Or, or why didn't I do this instead? We know it's there. Listen, God will chase him. God will discipline us because he loves us. Every time I, 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 you know, I uh, discipline my children and I, the words I tell them, I was telling somebody this, are the very words that, that I think God uses towards me. And so every time I discipline my children, I'm just reminding, hey, that's what God tells you. And that's, but, but God does that. So that we could turn back to him. That's why, once you see uh, the decisions you make, 
don't just affect you. I think we know that. Uh, I made some dumb decisions. And they don't just affect me. They'll affect my children. They'll affect my grandchildren. Many generations, possibly. And then lastly, those that influence your life will rule your life. Those that influence your life will rule your life. Not necessarily that they're constantly there, uh, that they'll say, hey, do this, do this. You'll do that on your own. I don't know if, uh, 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 if, if Rehoboam's mom was constantly, hey, you better make this, you better have this image, you better do it this way, you better not do this or that. But I don't think she was. I think her influence ruled his life. Their influence will rule your life. Uh, you, most of you, you know, a lot of you are older, all of you are older than me. Uh, and most of you already, uh, and you're already set in your ways and that's fine and that's good. But you were influenced by somebody. The, the things you do is because of somebody. The things I do because I learned it from somebody. Guess what? And they've influenced me, and now they rule my life. And it's not all bad, but those that influence your life will rule your life. In the life of Rehoboam, uh, there's a lot to see. A lot of what not to do. A few things that we can learn that we could do, but a lot that we could do. We have 